Star Wars 7x7, episode 732. Today, it's the back half of our conversation with Amy Ratcliffe, host of the Behind the Scenes stage at Star Wars Celebration Europe, as well as a couple of podcasts and contributor to Awesome Places, publishing great things about Star Wars. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Mike and Joe from the Cantina Cast. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host Alan Voivod and by this point in the interview Amy and I will have moved off of our conversation on European plumbing and move on to the business of Star Wars Celebration Europe and why don't we just jump right into it. Let's go. So you get the call for Celebration and they say we want you to host a stage and you say after going through the you know <laughs> the thought process yes absolutely yes. So what do they what do they ask of you? What does being a Celebration stage host entail? It basically means you know Mary Franklin who used to be with Lucasfilm and is now with Reed Expo the people that kind of put on Celebration the company that does. Right. You know keeps telling me she's like this is your stage you own it you kind of you kind of do what you want which is kind of just means that it's free reign that I I get to kind of run it the way I want to run it if I I don't get a say in the panels necessarily. Ah okay. Those are submitted. If I have a panel idea and can wrangle the people for it in their space. But for this celebration I decided I'm like no I kind of just kind of want to see like if I get the opportunity to host again like I'll go there but this is a learning experience of sorts right so once I have my schedule which I I mostly have now and it's up on celebrations website actually it's a lot of I made so I made myself a very detailed checklist uh, because it's a lot of like here are the panels like you're introduced to everybody who's running point for those panels so I kind of have a checklist going of, well, like, who have I talked to? Have we figured out format? Because some panels also have their own hosts that they're bringing. So all I need to do is introduce that host. So it's like, do I have bios for that person? Do they want time for an audience Q&A? Do they have tech? Do they have a tech? Work? Like, it's not my responsibility to make sure necessarily that tech works. Mm-hmm. But it's my responsibility to know that I feel like it is to know, make sure the panelists know that they have to tell my stage producer and managers about their tech and set up a time for a rehearsal to make sure it all works. Oh, so you are really running this stage. Like you said, you're the point person for all these, you know, for all the panels that are running and they're passing their needs through to you. You're having to communicate it to stage producers or you're having to direct them to the stage producers to share their, you know, tech wants and needs and that sort of thing. Well, kind of, I'm very involved. Uh, Mary Franklin and another gentleman at Reed are actually very like they're CC'd on every email and mm-hmm. they're, they're handling like a lot of the coordination, but I'm, I'm an overachiever. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm also like trying to be very proactive and probably communicating with people more than they really want me to. But I, I'm very concerned about everything going this <laughs> as well as it can well right i mean it being your first time and you know if you know if also you're not necessarily 138 percent confident on video or on stage like yeah why wouldn't you want to put the extra preparation in of course exactly so uh and then i'm spending actually this coming weekend i'm going to make sure i like write like i do my research i have interview questions ready and kind of finalize those details 
the as much as I can. Because you are you are moderating some of the panels that are happening there, but otherwise you are not. You're just basically hosting and introducing. Is that how it works? Exactly. I'm I'm involved. I think I'm probably the breakdowns like eighty percent of the panels, but the other twenty percent are people are hosting or the person doing it is just uh, like doing a presentation. Mm-hmm. So they don't really need me for that. Like I'll maybe do audience Q and A, like help them out with that, but. And then there's the tattoo competition. That's the big last thing, like on my stage too, where I, I don't know if MCing is the right word, but I will be host, <laughs> hosting that, which I'm very excited about. That is cool. So wait, which stage is your stage out of all of them? Behind the scenes. The behind the scenes stage. Okay, yeah. got it. So what sorts of things are happening? Um, the tattoo thing happens, I think, late Sunday. Is that right? That's correct. It's it's a uh, Sunday afternoon, basically. It's the next to last thing before the last panel of the day, which has not been announced yet. So um, you're saying it hasn't been announced. Um, do you know what it is? Yes, I do. Um, I, all right. I, I have a theory about what it's going to be, but I will not ask you to confirm or deny. I'm just going to say it um, because there's nothing about episode eight anywhere. And it occurred to me that when they did Celebration Anaheim, they were pretty clear on like their main focus. Well, I guess it would be foci in this one for multiple focuses. <laughs> um, you know, Force Awakens was Thursday. Rebels was Friday. Um, I can't remember what Saturday was. But then Sunday is when they did Rogue One. And we know we're getting um, we're getting Rogue One on Friday and we're getting Rebels on Saturday. I, I can't imagine they're not going to say anything about Episode 8 on Sunday. So I've just decided that that's... And I've already said this on the podcast before, that that's where my bet is. But please do not you know, try to confirm or deny, or please don't say I can deny it or whatever, because I don't want to put you into a position of, <laughs> of, you know, saying something that you don't mean to say or anything like that. So, um, but I'm glad to know that there is actually something and they're just deciding to not announce it just yet. So that's yeah. very cool. And there are, there, there are a couple of spots actually, I think that they're saying details coming soon. Yeah, I did notice my I think most of my stage is still announced with the exception like we had a couple slots we were still filling in. Mm-hmm. But I did notice that because I don't know the schedules. I don't really have any other insight until the other stages unless they're like crossing like because I'm streaming on Friday, the Rogue One panel like they did at Celebration Anaheim where they stream the big panels and other panel rooms. Right. Like that's happening with the Rogue One panel, which is nice because then I get to see the Rogue One panel. So I was selfishly in favor of that. <laughs> like, pl- please stream that in my room so I can watch it. Right. Exactly. I mean, uh, you, do you have to I, give it like a brief hosting and say, "All right, we're you know we're connecting over to the main stage now, so you can watch the Rogue One panel." Here we go. Just at least that much. Yeah, that's exactly it. Mm-hmm. Got so. It. I'll either, depending on how time is, I'll probably just sit in my stage and watch it. I don't think I'll try to go over to the main stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see how easy, I don't know how far apart things are going to be yet either. So what other kinds of things are happening on your stage then, on the behind the scenes stage? So my stage is kind of all about the making of. Mm-hmm. So I have, or like companies that are associated with making, you know, like I have Fantasy Flight Games panel. I have oh, a yes. couple of DK Books panels. Oh, good. Which is super exciting. I have Star Wars, like the Lucasfilm Disney Publishing panel. I have Star Wars Insider magazine, which is convenient. Mm -hmm. Um, And one I'm super, I think probably the one I'm most excited about right now on my stage is uh, that Doug Chang, uh, concept artist for the prequels and The Force Awakens and just super talented guy, uh, is having 
yeah, he's giving a presentation on my stage. So I'm, like, I don't know, it's just that surreal part of your day where you're like, I just wrote an email to Judd Chang and he just wrote back and my <laughs> life is super weird and great. <laughs> That's how I felt when, when I first um, started emailing and I had an exchange with Matt Martin at Lucasfilm and I... You know, <laughs> I'd been given his email by another podcaster about getting the seven by seven podcast listed on the on the podcast um, oh, section yeah. at um, StarWars.com, and I had that same moment. Oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> it's happening! Yeah, like what what is life? Yeah, what is? I have that one. I have that a lot. Oh, that's a that's a wonderful feeling to have. Goodness, um, I am looking forward to more experiences like that myself for sure. But yeah, that's it. Sounds like. Um, you have actually rather lucked out then because I, I think just based on what I'm hearing from you, some of the panels that if you had been with a media pass um, sitting in on are many of the panels that are actually on your own stage. Yeah, it kind of works out. I'm, and as a fan, when I go to Celebration, the stuff on the behind the scenes stage and the galaxy stage are or what's usually the digital stage are usually my favorite panels anyway. So... I'm I'm a little bummed, I think, if I'm bummed to be missing anything, it's the Rebels panel, because they're showing the first two episodes from season three. They're not going to stream that into yours? No. So ah. I'm going to try to... I don't know. I'm definitely... I mean, I know I'll have friends attending, so they can tell me all about it. Mm-hmm. But I also might, I don't know, try to see. I'm like, is there just a way I could... Could you just, like put them on a disc that will destroy, like I'll have to watch it backstage in the green room. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But that's, that's. I think of all of them, that's the one I'm like, ah, oh, like I wish I could see that. But other than that, I'm really excited about my stage and everybody that I'm talking to. Yeah, that's. it sounds like you're going to have an absolutely fantastic time. I'm very excited for you. And so are you going to then also try to do writing and reporting for any of the outlets that you do, like IGN or Nerdist or anything like that? No way. <laughs> it doesn't seem like you would have the bandwidth to do it, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong about that. No, and like I feel like a few years ago Amy would have tried to somehow do that. <laughs> but present day Amy understands self-care. <laughs> um, and even with Full of Sith, you know, Mike asked, he's like, you know, could you, because I told him, I'm like, you know, probably after this upcoming weekend, July 4th weekend, I'm probably going to be out until August. Because mm-hmm. even with my personal life after like about August, July 5th, like I'm not doing, I'm not making any social commitments until I leave because I just want to make sure I don't stress myself out too much. Right, all the research so, and the prep work and, and all of that yeah, fun stuff. That's all I want to focus on in my normal in my normal work. Mm-hmm. So when my... my Mike asked if I would be able to record some like updates from the show, just kind of like a little, like a little, not a diary, but kind of like, oh, this would happen on my stage. And I was just like, no, <laughs> I want to, but I cannot commit. <laughs> like I'm not committing to one more thing that is not my stage. If I feel like it when I'm there, yeah, maybe I'll do it. But I don't want to promise and then be like, uh, I don't want to record anything. Mm-hmm. Well, there's still going to be a, a ton to talk to you about after the fact anyway, about your experience doing it. Exactly. And honestly, during the convention, I don't, I don't normally talk all day. Uh, in fact, I don't often talk a lot because I work from home. Right. So I'm a little concerned about, depending how much I talk, about keeping my voice functional. Because I know David Collins, the host of the, he's been the host of the, the digital stage for the past few celebrations. And he usually doesn't have a voice by the end of it. Mm. And he's actually like a trained voice actor who knows probably how to 
you know, treat his voice well, and I don't. So I'm a little concerned about that. Yeah, I think I remember from last year after you were at Comic-Con, I think you had lost your voice for a little while. Um, I think that was because I that yes. was I think when I had asked you for um, if you wanted to record a bumper for the show and you had lost your voice <laughs> at the time we had to wait a little bit. Yeah, and I think it happened a little bit after celebration too. And with those things, it's just because I go, you know, like they're just so loud. Mm-hmm. That even if you're not going to parties, even if you're just trying to talk to people on the convention floor, like you have to raise your voice, right? And it just strains it. But also, yeah, I don't normally. I don't normally talk a lot because I'm home alone most days, you know? <laughs> right. And suddenly, like, when you realize you have to go out to talk, do you ever have moments where you're actually not sure if your voice is going to come out? And if it does, whether it's going to come out at the at the octave you expect or if it's going to crack or anything like that? Not that, but I do often forget, like, how to converse with human beings. Like, I'll say things <laughs> and I'm like, that's not, like, where did you get that from? Like, this is not conversation. <laughs> this is not <laughs> That wasn't a sentence. Oh, you have to see if you can give me an example of that. <laughs> I'm trying to think of one. <laughs> I know I do. I'm definitely guilty of, like, I just, I start, like, a thought in my head. Mm-hmm. And just if I'm with somebody, like, I finish that thought and talk to them. Like, we've been having a conversation about it. And they're okay. like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, <laughs> yep. well, it, was, it happened in my head. <laughs> I don't, I guess I didn't vocalize it. Right. <laughs> Um, so, so you're going to get across the pond. You're going to arrive at, um, in London for celebration. I think you said um, you're arriving on on the twelfth or the thirteenth or so. I'll arrive on. I'll leave here on the twelfth. I'll get there on the thirteenth. Oh, okay, got it. And so they have you rehearsing then too. Then is that right? Yeah, there'll be some rehearsals on Thursday, and that's mostly just to have people who have panels come in to make sure their tech, like that their PowerPoint presentations work. Mm-hmm. Maybe they want to see the setup. Maybe so it's kind of an open time. I don't know exactly what if I'll have to be there all day yet. I don't know because I know there are also opportunities for rehearsals in the mornings before the the show starts. Mm, okay. So I'm not sure what that will involve yet. Got it. Um, it sounds like it might. Yeah, it's it's almost more for the for the panelists and for the sessions coming in than it is for you per se. Although I'm sure you wouldn't mind having the time to to be there. Yeah, and I'm sure like I'll test like what like see what the mic situation is like and make sure I'm comfortable and I'll meet my my stage managers and producer in person. But yeah, it's mostly for the panelists to make sure that whatever they're bringing, as far as a laptop or whatever it is that works the way they want it to work before mm-hmm. the panel starts. Got it. So um, with Doug Chang, the one that you think you're uh, you're possibly the most excited for, he's only doing a presentation though. You're not getting to interview or ask questions or anything like that. Yeah, he has like kind of a a presentation, like kind of like a keynote style speech, which I'm okay with him too, because then I just get to sit there and like drool over his artwork. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then we'll do like an audience Q and A at the end. Mm-hmm. All right, that's awesome. And have you been in touch with the other um, stage hosts and and finding out you know what they're doing, or are you on you know conference calls about this stuff? Like how you know how does the the planning of this work? Um, there's not really any other coordination with stage hosts. Uh, I talked to David Collins because he's a friend, so there and he you know lives very close to me. So we've had a few conversations where I'll text him and I'll be like, "What do you do about this? Or mm-hmm. what are, what are your thoughts about this?" And then we just get on the phone and talk. But uh, yeah, I don't have Warwick Davis's email address. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, it at will, least. 
Not yet. It will be cool if they follow past tradition for the closing ceremonies. What they've done in the past is had, you know, they have all the the stage hosts come to the main stage to kind of talk highlights of the weekend. Mm -hmm. So as long as that happens, you know, I'll get up on stage with David, who's a friend, and Warwick Davis, who is, you know, Warwick Davis, and that's I'm pretty. I'm looking forward to that too. Mm -hmm. That is going to be awesome. And then you're not actually done then in in England. Then you're going to stay for a while, aren't you? Yeah, I decided since I'm going over, and I decided this even before I realized I would be hosting, uh, that I would spend some time there because I haven't really, aside from a couple of very short work trips, I haven't spent time in Europe. So I'm going, you know, to chill for like the evening after celebration, and then I'm going to Paris for the next few days because I want to go to Disneyland Paris ah, for a day of that. Nice. Yeah, and then I'll come back to London for a little bit, and then I'll go to Edinburgh. And now I'll come back to London to fly home. Oh, that sounds like a fantastic trip. So yeah, I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. And this weekend, also on my list is to kind of finish just some of the like, you know, like decide whether I want to take the five hour train ride to Edinburgh or book a flight, which is roughly the same price, but not as, you know, you're not going through the beautiful countryside. So I'm kind of figuring out that stuff this weekend. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. Yeah, we had a similar decision to make between going from uh, Dublin to London that we're doing on the 13th and we could have taken a ferry across to um, to London and then we would have been on a train for something like eight hours I think some very long time or we could hop on a Ryanair jet and make it in you know an hour and change or something like that and ultimately we just went and paid the extra 90 euro for the for the plane flight well, yeah, to have that much more of your time freed up. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost hours? not even a question. That's a yeah. long... That's a long that's a, time. Five hours, I can see it being, like, right on the border, because, I mean, that's, you know, that's like driving to Las Vegas, you know, or um, from Los Angeles. It's not that, you know, too much of a time. You can kind of stand it, basically. Exactly. So that's why it's a little more of a, like, I'm like, oh, I don't know what I want to do. So I have to think about that stuff. Did you have your your tickets and or your media pass for celebration before they invited you to host the stage? I had my media or yeah, I had my media pass mm-hmm. set up um, like long before because I submitted that application the first day I could. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, turns out not so necessary. <laughs> <laughs> but I was prepared. Gotcha. Well, Amy, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us about celebration and your role in it. I. Like I said before, I'm just so excited for you and and really excited that Lucasfilm finally is is putting a woman on a stage and you know I look forward to um, the time I think I even said this to you earlier when this is not remarkable anymore when it's just you know women are on stage yeah and it's just a given oh you know it's Amy Ratcliffe it's not the first woman to be hosting a Star Wars stage and you know not to not to leave out other <laughs> other genders or um, or nationalities or anything like that. I think Leia identified four genders in bloodline, so um, <laughs> in case there are a few others running around that we don't know about yet. But um, I'm wicked excited for you, and I'm really looking forward to it. I think I'm probably going to be in <laughs> your room probably more often than not based on everything you've got going on there. Well, awesome. Well, I will... I would love that. I'd love to see familiar faces in the audience. I, I kind of do actually hope at, that the lighting situation is such that I will see familiar faces. It was that way at Anaheim. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll, I think it'll all be good, but I'm, I'm really excited about it and feel re- really happy that they knocked on my door. <laughs> 
So for everybody listening who wants to follow along with your journey on uh, social media prior to and during the event, where should they be tuning into you? They can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, if you use that, at Amy underscore Geek. And I will be using all three services, Wi-Fi and data plan permitting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thank you again so much for your time. It's been a pleasure as always, and I'm looking forward to seeing you at Celebration Europe in just a couple short weeks. Thanks. Thanks for having me back on. Hey, Rebel Rouser. You're listening to this podcast, maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com slash SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles, anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com slash SW7X7. All right, I've got a trivia question waiting for you here. Red Squad, Blue Squad, take my lead. I'm on it. Last time we asked you how many people send BB-8 away from them in order to keep the map to Luke Skywalker safe, and that's two. That would be Poe and Rey. Today's question, how many characters in the movie actually handle that little data thumb drive that contains the map to Luke Skywalker? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey... Before you go blasting your way out of Moss Eisley, check out SW7X7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you want to join the inner circle of fans, become a patron of the show at patreon.com SW7X7. It's not an imperial spy, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.